we're going to move on to just the second question. I, I don't know where the time was. We haven't, we haven't made it very far in my list of questions. It's such good conversation, though. So, you know, I wanted to talk about um, the, 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 the different things in society that we as moms contend with when we're trying to raise our kids from cell phones, to social media, to little grown boys and little grown girls, um, messaging, racism, uh, school introducing different topics to your kids before the parent has even had a chance to influence um, or talk to them to give them a good understanding of, of what the school is talking to them about. Um, uh, what peer pressure, mental health, um, it, it seemed like for a while there, even suicide became more of a fad with younger kids. They'd say, I'm, I'm just going to kill myself just because it was the, the thing to say. You know, everybody's saying it. We're not really going to do it, but we're saying it. And so it's a lot to contend with as a mom. And, and again, there's no strategy and no rule book. So what, what's the, what has been your approach? Um, and I think at whatever stage we are raising kids, we have each each generation has dealt with something to contend with that they got to, you know, protect their kids from or educate them on or different things like that. So let's take it in that direction. That's a hard. This is hard. That is a loaded question. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Anybody jump in. So I don't think that anything that I'm experiencing in my motherhood journey with my with my littles is new. I just think that the access to the information that they get is the piece that's new. So for example, um, I recently, well, a, a couple years ago, I had um, a situation where I was pulled over um, by a police officer and my now oldest son had a meltdown because of the incident. And I did not realize how much attention he had been paying to some of the tragedies that we've been experiencing. I had the news on 24 seven. How old is he? How old is he? He's 12 now, but I want to say he was eight at the time. Okay. Um, but you know, I had my news on, I was, I was watching what was happening with Tamir Rice and Michael Brown and all of these different stories. Um, and they were in the news cycle constantly. And I didn't realize that he was paying attention to what was going on, even if he wasn't saying anything. So when we had this incident with the police officer, he melted down in the back seat as he saw the police officer coming to, um, the driver's side. And so I didn't realize where that came from. Um, And later, you know, talking to male friends, talking to his father, it was this fear that A, something tragic could happen and B, I'm too young to protect my mother in this instance. Mm. Um, So that's, that's number one, having to have those conversations, which I'm sure my father had those conversations with his uncle, his father, but I don't know that my father had the media that we have where you see it's not just heard, you know, um, your friend down the street had a run in. We're seeing these images constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, again, with social media, things that I was exposed to at a later age, maybe, um, or that I might have been aware of, but I didn't know details about there, you know, you go on TikTok and they'll give you 30 seconds of everything you need to know about it. And it's Mm -hmm. right there. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
accessible and no matter how many, how you childproof it, how you put locks and guards and all of that on it, um, they're getting it from somewhere, whether it's on the bus, it's at school. And the one thing about the pandemic that kind of helped, I think, is that it slowed things down and I was able to like really go through their laptops and their phones and, you know, the, the sites and the apps that they were using that I initially thought were harmless um, but yeah, it's, it's just this in overwhelming and inundation of media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that first incident that you spoke of, um, that just made me think of the heaviness of some of the things that we deal with. And sometimes we don't even realize we're carrying that weight or that our kids are carrying that weight and we're still making it through. So that's, that just shows me our strength that we still make it through and our kids still, you know, find that love and that we're still there to be, be their rock, even through all of those types of situations. Right. Well, I'll have to say before I make it through, I melt down probably like, because (laughs) there's just this, you know, you don't, you want the very best for them. You want to make sure that they're getting the truth and they have a thorough understanding of whatever it is that they have been exposed to. And so there's just this general fear of, of stuff getting in that you can't pull back out or, you know, protect them from or something they may act on just with, with maybe without you being aware of it or, or being able to put up the guardrails on that. So there's just this constant fear. You got to keep your head on a swivel at all times to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to exposed to the right things and stuff like that. And so, and it's pressure, it's real pressure. And I think probably us as moms worry about that a whole lot more than the dads are. Um, but you, you know, and, and they, my kids probably get tired of me talking to them about what's going on with policing and with racism and what, what, with what have you. But it's like, if I don't, tell you what's going on and explain this stuff to you and let you know how the world views you and yada, 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 then I'm doing you a disservice because you'll get out there in the world. They'll show you that they don't care about you. And then we got a really bad situation. So it's a, it's a constant pressure. It's a, a ongoing thought. Um, and you just don't escape it really. And I'm not even sure that once they become adults, you know, when you're a parenting adult children, you know, you can even let that feeling go. Max, as an adult, I mm-hmm. still need parenting. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. I still seek the elders in my community. I don't have a great relationship with my mother, but the mothers in mm-hmm. my community, I still go to for advice. I still know I don't know everything. I have a 12-year-old, and so I've been doing this for 12 years. I've, I've kept someone alive for 12 years, but yeah. I, still need, I still need mothering. I still need that, you know, I don't know what to do in this situation. I've never had You you never outgrow it. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody gave me some advice that I think transcends all eras, you know, because the way parents have to manage the internet now is not what I had to deal with as much when I was raising my kids. But the advice she gave me was don't overreact. Mm -hmm. And the children need to know that if they come to us with a burden around something that they saw or something that was said to them or some trauma that they experienced, they need to know that we are safe for them to tell us 
so that we can help them through it. If I have any regret, it's that I overreacted and my desire to be protective, to be righteous, to keep my kids on a straight and narrow, to show them what was good. I overreacted and that caused some isolation and, and, and an inability to see me as a source of comfort uh, and direction. So, I mean, I think that that's advice that can transcend wherever you are in any generation. And even if you're raising adult children, you know, when we fly off the handle and a lot of it's because we're worried about our own reputation, right? We're worried that if our children have done something bad, right, then that's going to reflect negatively on us. And the kids know that. So they're going to hide that. They're going to keep that secret. They're going to go to somebody else with it or they're going to suffer in silence because we're not, we're not approachable. I actually just had that conversation this morning with my kids and um, I noticed one of them was kind of looking a little down. So I said, you know, if something's going on, just tell me. I said, I would tell you if I you know, needed to talk to you about something and I'd much rather hear it from you than to hear it from somewhere else and have to come and ask you about it. So, you know, just keeping the lines of communication open and and letting them come to you on their own time, not pressuring yeah. not pressuring because then they will just kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when, when I had my first child, I remember um, talking to my mom about it and in her response to it, she said, what will people think of me? Right. And being older now and able to understand what she how she may have felt as a mom, I can I can understand her concern. Right. Mm-hmm. But as a 17 yeah. year old Girl, it's like, what will people think of you? Like, I'm, I'm the one in need right now. I need some nurturing right. and some comforting. I need a hug. I need to be told that it's going to be okay. You know, I need some answer. I'd like some answers for a future that I don't even know what it looks like anymore. And you're crying. She ain't know nothing about that. <clears throat> what think of, think of you? So, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you mean, Carolyn? What do you mean? I was just <clears throat> because of um you can't give what you ain't got. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes things do happen in life where you learn things that you should have known or people feel like you should have known. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't really learn how to um show love until my ex-husband, because I wasn't hugging my kids or nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, I got you. I'm, I'll die for you. You know what I'm saying? But if you if you don't understand or was never shown or taught things, yeah, sooner or later you might can learn it. And then you have some of them people that don't get that opportunity to learn something that they never did before. You still have people out here that, that have not learned things that they should have learned or that was should have been taught to them, you know, because I'm I call myself a, a late bloomer as far as trying to um, even though I had kids, I ain't gonna say I didn't love my kids. I just didn't know how to love my kids mm-hmm. um, because I really to this day still don't think that my mom at the time knew how to love her kids. It wasn't a thing where she told you, I love you or you got hugs and things because with my ex-husband, you know, he would tell you, you know, don't touch her. 
You know, you come in for a hug, she might knock your head off or, you know, you know, it's just things, you know, small things that, like I said, you, you wasn't taught and maybe you heard about, but that still don't mean that you can learn to do it, you know, to learn to love because somebody said, well, you know, you never taught you that stuff, but later on in life, you like, well, people come into your life and they show you love and oh man this this is what this is what this is this is what I should have been doing you know and, and, and you know you 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 learn to live with regret sometimes you know what I'm saying and then sometimes um you regret living that way mm-hmm. you know I don't know if that but if, if that just went to the left with everybody but um you just learn you know, you, you learn to live with regrets and sometimes you have to, not that you have to, but you have um, regret living on certain, mm-hmm. you know, in certain situations. And um, yeah. I, th- I think sure that's a little, that's a little more um, hardcore thing with me because mm-hmm. of um, my mom having me later, but then she, you know, even as she had the two before me, they didn't mm-hmm. know nothing about, I love you or anything like that. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But Sarika, I always tell say? my sister that 67, oh, oh. <clears throat> I envy the way that mm-hmm. you raised your girls because she found the strength somehow for the love that we didn't get as kids, even though she's so far ahead of me in age, that still was something that she didn't get from my mom because my mom didn't know how to give it. Okay. Sharika, go ahead, jump in there. I think that it is easy for us, especially as women and and then kind of in a double fashion, fashion as black women to think about the things that we did wrong or we feel like we did wrong in our deficits. But the fact of the matter is every single person is going to do things and then think that they should have done them. Yeah, because that is part of living and it is part of life. Right. But we can also focus on the things that we gave our children and that we did well. And every mom has those things. And I also think that it's really, really important for us to be able to find balance. So when Patricia and Kina and even Max talked about um, raising, um, raising kids and especially with the violence that um, that goes on. I have three sons and I am in this constant battle to try to find that balance where they understand how strong and powerful and meaningful and wonderful they are and balancing that with them not getting killed and not putting themselves in a position where people are going to come for them. That balance it is what keeps me up at night. It is what makes me very, very anxious. Um, and I'm able to call it that. I'm able to call it anxiety because I've been to therapy and I took them with me <laughs> because I also did not get the things that, that I didn't get the things that I needed to raise my children um, be because of who they are. And so I'm trying to find ways to do that. And I don't feel ashamed, ashamed about it. That is a crown that I wear. Mm -hmm. I will do anything for them, including go to therapy. 
Mm-hmm. And something, you know, I have to say, I, everything all you ladies have said, I, I've been jotting down notes to just kind of draw little quick conclusions. First of all, I could scream to the top of my lungs. It's not fair how the world already deals us this awful hand that it sort of in a way robs us of the opportunity to teach our kids in phases. It forces us to so quickly address things that they are not ready for. You know, we're building, you know, we want to know why, you know, they want to put labels on our kids to say, you know, that they do have different conditions and different anxiety disorder, but the things that they are faced with every day and that we have to, you know, think we didn't deal with a lot of stuff, you know, when we were kids, you know, most of us. And it's like, you know, a lot of that stuff was cushioned. Our parents kind of put it in a bubble, hushed it away. You know, you didn't kind of, you know, hear and see some of it. And then you have, you know, other kids that was exposed to it so quickly and it forces you to kind of grow up where you, you know, you you can't grow up, but so fast and you kind of get robbed some of that. Um, So first of all, you know, it's terrible between the media and, you know, like I said, you know, like you said, social media, um, the things that the kids hear and learn and in other homes that they bring it to school, you know, and it comes home, you know, the kids come home, well, they said this, and what does this mean? And you're thinking, oh, my God, like, we should not even be talking about that at this age, but you have to, because your kids are faced with it, therefore, you have to be in support of them. The other thing I wrote down was um, generational curses, y'all. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, from Caroline, you know, and again, I am just going to continue to love on you and tell you, just like the other ladies are reminding you, yeah, we can sit here. Let me tell you what, I probably have more in my bag of what I did wrong than what I did right. But yeah. I'm going to now choose on purpose to say, you know, I was given, you know, this generational yeah, we're going to call it a curse. You know, I know it's our generational of them doing the best they can. So I guess we could change that. Yeah. Regardless, when we begin to let it infect us and, you know, and start to kind of grow this tumor in us to make us focus so much on what we did wrong, it becomes a curse. And it's like we have to break those curses and we do the best that we can. And sometimes, you know, I will say with this, Caroline, you have not missed your opportunity. Like you said, your kids, you know, are going to have kids and are having kids and things like that. Your grandmother, you know what I mean? You could be a grandmother you're going to have yeah. to invest in them and then you just remind your kids you know what well, I've learned I didn't have this when I was raising you but I'm gonna give it to you now you know why because now you can invest this in your kids because yeah, I didn't I know that yeah. no I did the best that I can and mm-hmm. the thing that yeah did, um sorry we're moving real quick because I don't want to take up too much time but uh, to get somebody else a chance to talk but um Miss Mary said this um she was giving some great advice on how to you know watch how you respond you know, to things. And I can tell you now, I get so overwhelmed in my mother protective mode and mama bear comes out and I'm like, then I'm realizing that's yeah. not the right way to react. And I find myself going back and say, okay, you know, listen, first of all, I want to apologize. You know, I allow myself to get emotional about this and then I try to reset it. You know, can I take it back? No, but I try to acknowledge the fact that guess what? One day you're going to be a parent. You're not going to get it all right. And it's okay. I acknowledge it. Don't know I did the best that I could in that moment. I messed mm-hmm. up. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. My spiritual mother, and again, also something that Patricia said, we are con- going to continue as mothers to need to be mother. And that's why there's always yeah. people ahead of us in generations. We got to always stay connected. I have gained in this pandemic a spiritual mother. Um, I have never met her. <laughs> 
I connected with her over the phone. My sister told me about her. I was going through something. Guess what? Dealing with parenting. And I needed to talk to someone that I felt didn't know me, didn't just felt that they wouldn't judge me. I went to her and this woman read me and talked to me also being a pastor. So I knew that she was also spiritually hearing from God when she was talking to me. She told me things about myself as if she had been knowing me for years. And the one thing she gave me is this. When your kids do something, insert yourself. What were you doing at that time? You know, so that's just a reminder of, you know, we had to start somewhere. We had to grow up to, we made mistakes as kids. They're going to make mistakes. But the important thing she said to me is meet your kids where they are. Always have that communication open. They're going to be, you know, tell you things that it's going to be hard to hear, but regardless, seek prayer, you know, and just kind of really talk to them and just say, you know what, it's okay, you're human, you made a mistake, or it's okay, let me help you through this so you won't make a mistake, or it's okay, you know, my daughter talks to me about things that I'm like, maybe, are, did you did you mean to tell me that, or did you want to call one of your girlfriends because mm-hmm. I'm your mother, you know? Yes. And the other hand, I'm like, oh, that's a little hard hearing it from my daughter, but praise you, God, thank you for giving her that comfort to be able to say those things to me where my son might be like, "Mm -mm, I ain't never telling my mom that she is crazy, but that's the difference in your kids. And that's where that rule book is different. There's no rule book. You write it according to what your kids need. So um, yeah, yeah, those are the things I got. And that's, that's a good point, Joyce, but you know, I want to, you know, thank everybody for tuning in to, in my humble opinion, this Mother's Day, this is an excellent conversation. We are dropping the jewels, the information, the, the 411, what have you for free. Um, and I, and I hope that this is encouraging or helping the moms that are listening out there or the people that love the moms, um, that are out there. 